Very excited for a special edition of the podcast today. Uh, today we have a special guest, and I think um, just to set some context, no other industry has been impacted over the last year as much as the leisure travel industry, and no industry is as poised for a rebound either. And today we have someone uh, from Costa Cruises, which is a subsidiary of Carnival Cruises, the world's largest leisure travel uh, company. He's a CRM, uh, Digital Marketing and Strategy Director at Costa Cruises. He has years of experience, and I'm excited that he's here to share some of his wisdom with us and uh, chat about some relevant topics. So very excited to introduce uh, Stefano Pinzani. Uh, Stefano, I think I'll start by just kicking it over to you. And if you don't mind just introducing yourself, uh, talking a little bit about your experience and what you're currently doing at Costa. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, uh, Benoit. Uh, well, I joined Costa in uh, 2018 as a CRM uh, Direct Marketing Loyalty Director. And uh, thank you for the strategic insight, but uh, it was a bit different, the, the, the scope of my work. And I joined uh, in, in the headquarters in, in Genoa. And, um, and recently, I took another role, and I'm now in Paris, in France as consumer marketing director for the region, for, for France and the northern uh, region. Great. Um, Stefano, really welcome to the podcast. And maybe now we, are, we understand that you work for, for Costa, that's the cruises industry uh, have been really impacted. But before jumping into the, the topic of the impact of the COVID on your industry, uh, maybe you can explain for all our audience What's the specificity of this industry, of your job? Because in, in our discussion, uh, primarily uh, discussion that you explained, that's the cruise industry is really special in a way that it's regrouped different um, part of different job, different industry, regroup that, uh, and that's really specific. And that would be really interesting to, to hear you uh, explaining how it's specific, how it's a specific uh, industry, especially. Yeah, well... I have to be very honest, but it is um, um, quite fascinating because in the cruise industry, there are, I, I tend to see a mix of different other uh, industries, like, um, like the hotel one, for sure, the transportation, uh, the retail one, because we have shops on board, uh, the food and beverage as well, because we have uh, restaurants and bars and, uh, and entertainment as well. Think about all the opportunities of being entertained in the in the in any ship and um, adding this uh, you have to think that our ships move from one one port to the other and they tend to uh, we tend to reshape uh, basically our products in terms of the itineraries and what we what we offer uh, along uh, along the, you know any season and we move from, you know, the Mediterranean. Uh, we have ships uh, that, uh, that uh, during the winter moves. Uh, well, the, the northern, the northern Europe, uh, the northern Earth um, uh, winter, they move to to the Caribbean and then to the South America to follow, you know, uh, the sun somehow. So um, it's it's very fascinating because it's uh, it's complex due to the fact that there's a mix of, of complexity that comes from uh, from from the fact that the ships are big, that the ships needs to to move and to and to and to move you know move them into different parts of the world. So 
very fascinating and very very complex as well in particular in this um, in this moment in this period of uh, of a year that uh, what period of time that uh, that you mentioned we were very impacted uh, and think about the, you know the different the, the difficulties of uh, of accessibility of the ports of of countries and moving from one country to the other so is uh, I have to be very honest. It's very fascinating, uh, and uh, and as well, uh, um, very complex as well in this moment. So it's part of a fascinating part. Yeah, sure. That that really resonates. Uh, interesting in a way that you the journey of your customer, your, your the people who are, are buying a cruise uh, with you are coming to your to your ship to to have this experience. Um, they have a first part of the journey to go to the port uh, to get to the, sh- to, to the ship, actually. Uh, and then there are uh, an experience in the ship. Uh, so that's, uh, as you said, hotel, uh, restoration, entertainment, amusement park. There are a lot of things into the, the closed area, which is the, the ship. And then they are, the, the ship are moving from a place to another. And so that's also open a lot of, I think, additional activity uh, in the port or in the destination and then before moving to another port. And that's, that's a combination of different experience uh, that will make the whole journey of your customer uh, with your, your, your brand and, 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 your, and your service. And that's really, uh, as you said, that's uh, yeah, very complex and we can feel the, the complexity of this addition uh, steps and the steps that uh, just stack up uh, uh, in, in, uh, in the past in the time. Um, Matt, you got a specific question, I think. Yeah, I've been eager to uh, learn a little bit more about sort of the the impact of COVID specifically. So uh, we know it's been about a year since uh, cruises have stopped, uh, people have been in lockdown, and and I imagine uh, consumers are looking forward to traveling again. And, and I think the decisions that go into that must be pretty complicated, especially for the cruise industry. Uh, for all the reasons that you and Ben were talking about, it's not just about, you know, uh, staying at a hotel or, or picking an entertainment option. It's a whole immersive experience that travels from one place to another. So destinations play an impact, uh, options on the, on the cruise as well. Um, as travel looks to potentially reboot, what are you seeing right now in terms of consumer mindsets as it relates to looking forward to to travel options opening up again? Are you seeing um, sort of a shift in mindset versus pre-COVID times or, or how might have the consumer changed in terms of the way that they're thinking or the decisions they might be making when selecting a, a cruise option? Well, I think, I think for sure people still want to travel uh, a lot. As before, I have to say, or even more in this period of time after, you know, uh, all of us in different parts of the world have experienced uh, the lockdown in different forms. So I think uh, the desire to take vacation, the desire to uh, to travel is, is still uh, part of a human being, like, like uh, the need to go out and have, uh, you know, have, have good time with, with friends and families. So I, I think in this way it is not changed, but it's changed a lot of, for sure in in, uh, in this period of time, uh, due to the fact that uh, there is an external factor uh, uh, that is limiting us uh, in the way we move. So in this way, for sure, the um, attitude, but most of all the um, 
the way that people are willing to travel in this moment is pretty much related to this external factor, to, to the external factor, in, first of all, of, of the security, of course, but on this way, I have to say that the colleagues uh, that works in, on the operational part did a great job since the, you know, the first weeks of the, of the COVID, and they, they did a, a huge job in adapting our product to make to make it uh, secure from the beginning, reshaping completely the, the customer experience before embarking and embarking itself. But you know, coming to to what is more affecting to my job, to the marketing part and understanding of the consumer behavior. What we tend to see now is, um, you know, the way they, the way they approach and wants to, to, to make a booking now and to, to do a travel in this period of time. And uh, we, we tend to see, um, let's say, two alternative behaviors that uh, in different regions uh, is, uh, is pretty much... Uh, it's pretty much the same, you know, but, but uh, again, adapting a bit uh, depending on where people live and where people uh, are the opportunity to move due to local uh, rules. Uh, in any case, the two, these two micro factors are, to me, uh, this. Are, we tend to see people that are um, um, confident that uh, in the near future they will be um, free to travel as before, uh, and so we, we experience people booking in the in uh, a cruise in the next, uh, let's say, six to, to 12 months. So, people that uh, let's say are confident that in six months we will be out of this uh, storm and, and have a chance to, to travel uh, to travel again with no big worries or you know, adapting a bit their, their attitude. Um, and and another another uh, another uh, phenomenon is the uh, willingness to travel now. And of course, this willingness to travel now is pretty much dependent on the local rules to to move. You know, to to move inside the country or to move outside the country to reach one of our one of our one of our part in, in our case. And in this uh, in this second, let's say, big group, of course, there are people that are. Uh, uh, willing to book uh, in a very, very short term because, of course, they need to understand if the next, uh, you know, week or couple of weeks or month, they are capable to 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 properly uh, do a job or uh, sorry, um, a trip or, uh, or or not. And uh, and so let's say this two big phenomenon of you know booking six to twelve months uh, because they are confident we will be out of a um, sanitary crisis. Or you know, short term, willing to travel now, but you know, try to adapt to what are the rules to to travel in safety and in the respectful of the, of the law. Yeah, that's that that's bring me um, an additional question on that because all this analysis, this uh, this trend you are feeling and uh, what you explained, that's for sure depending on the markets and the region the people are coming from or, or where they want to travel. Rules can be different right now. Uh, and 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 uh, and so the the and so their behavior is different, and their willingness to, to travel will change. And maybe uh, some some regions, some some countries will be able to travel sooner than others. Um, that means that's bring my the, my points on. Before uh, all that, you I, I guess you were able to rely on data, on historical data, on trends, on things that you already know. Are uh, today in this context? You can't re really rely on, on the past data. How do you adapt, and how do you you 
get these trends? How do you get this information? How do you get the, you, yeah, you, you follow this mindset of the customer depending on the region. What's, uh, what's, what's your take to, to adapt to that? Well, I have to say that, uh, uh, again, part of the fascinating uh, of ever cruise industry is the fact that we have a huge amount of data. Uh, yeah. Think about, uh, um, you know, people that coming into a cruise for uh, one week or two weeks or for the lucky one or some months. And they basically do on board uh, everything with uh, an electronic card, like the electronic card that you have to go into a, into a room, hotel room. And based on this, of course, we collect a, a huge amount of data about the behaviors on board and, and, and what are the, you know, the, the, the key elements that uh, might interest a, a client and uh, the, the things that they like most or not. And, and, and part of this, this, this big data are used, of course, to, to improve uh, the, the product that we have on board, the, the, the main asset. They ship and then the experience I refer to this. But of course, also to understand uh, who are our customers and uh, what, uh, what they like of our, uh, of our product. And, uh, and so we are full of, uh, of, um, of data. And uh, since the last years, we started to uh, you know, concentrate a lot in, understand, in understanding uh, who are our customers, how we can meet expectations uh, better. But of course, uh, but of course, uh, this uh, relies to data that are uh, also previous to the to the COVID. Huh? So, on one part, in particular, the, the data that we started to apply and to think to do some predictive models uh, in order to understand who could be potential target of our uh, you know products uh, for, for the futures of, of our campaigns as well needs to be carefully adapted based on what we have experienced in the last uh, year because uh, again we have a lot of data but we need to be capable to understand uh, if the phenomenon that we that we recently um, uh, see are phenomenon that uh, will uh, will uh, will last or not So basically, in, in order to understand, we need to properly understand, uh, you know, and tag the phenomenon uh, of the data that we collect in order to avoid misleading uh, information uh, and, uh, and to adapt strategies that uh, for the future maybe will not be uh, necessary anymore. No? Really going back to the two phenomenon uh, that we described uh, before, of course, in, in our industry, there all always uh, this attitude of booking in advance because the cruise product is complex and needs some time to, to, be, to be fought and to be bought. But uh, uh, as well, uh, there, were, uh, there was, um, you know, people willing to buy, willing to travel in two months and three months, which is something that now we cannot really experience because because of a, of a main external factor. So we do not need, we, we need to, do be, to carefully understand the phenomenon in order to avoid and set up strategies based on data that in this moment had to be carefully adapted. So I would say, I would say these are the you know, main elements that we have to take care of. Yeah, that's interesting. I think uh, we're seeing probably an unprecedented shift in 
marketed or strategy across different industries. And I think uh, for all the reasons that you've talked about, the travel leisure industry, specifically the cruise industry, is a particularly interesting use case because of all of the, the impacts that have happened over the last year. And, and it's just naturally susceptible to so many variables. How have you um, sort of thought about adapting your marketing strategy at, in, in, as it relates to these shifting consumer behaviors and intent? Have you kind of rethought budget allocation or efficiency in terms of communication or the way that you're communicating? Is there anything you're sort of really rethinking or that's been revolutionary for you in terms of change? Well, of course, of course, we have to, we have to adapt and to adapt very quickly. And, and we still adapt, uh, let's say, uh, I would say day by day in what we do because we completely reshift, uh, reshifted the, the way that we, the, the type of campaigns that we wanted to do, the media mix, uh, the communication messages as well. So we completely had to adapt to the, to the current moment uh, to, be, to be reliable as well in what we are promising and to be, uh, and to be you know, really into the real things that are happening to us uh, in this moment. Also because large part of our ships had to be had to stop and to arrange as well. And so it's not only a question of uh, capability to adapt the, the marketing mix, the media mix, the way that we start communicating to our clients with our message. But we, uh, for, for us, the, the, the change was, uh, and the adaptation was very big because we had to adapt also, the itineraries where to stop some ships, and we have to think about new way of uh, embarkation. So adapt really the the entire customer journey, the entire products in, in any aspect. And of course, we expect that in the future we will uh, uh, we will uh, adapt as well as hopefully we will gradually and fast uh, go out of the of the sanitary crisis. Uh, uh, you know, in the next uh, in, a, in the next month. So of course we changed, and I would say that uh, in this uh, particular moment, I would say that we need to be very careful, of course, about uh, about the spending, about the media mix, and uh, and as well we need to most of all uh, try to have uh, like a sort of uh, bifocal lenses i would say this this way to so to be with one uh, with one, one part of our glasses to look at the medium and long term to be sure that we we drive uh, the the company in the direction that we want uh, you know based on on, on our long term strategies but as well to be to have a, a very you know uh, short term focus as well and to use part of our lenses to understand what is act, uh, happening to our market to our clients to our um, products in a very short term and adapt because we need to you know to be to be capable to respond to, to what is happening to us uh, and what uh, you know is, is important for for our clients so I would say I would say this important to to look uh, far on, on, on one part of the glasses and look uh, short term and in particular uh, if you think that uh, uh, we have uh, you know shifted a lot the, the, the media mix and reduced some of the investments as well in, in particular in the spending of course, uh, is is very important uh, in order to 
you know, try to, to get the best of the activities that we do to look very carefully in the, in the performances. And somehow it's very, it's very interesting because, uh, you know, having reduced uh, also the amount of activities and reshaped along the years, we have uh, periods of times where we have, uh, um, you know, some activities, some marketing activities that can be very well measured in terms of, uh, of, uh, of uh, returns. So we have this, uh, uh, let's say, looking at, looking at the glass for the, uh, you know, in the, in the right perspective, I think we are in the position of, uh, you know, gaining a lot of experience in what is working really well and now we can uh, um, improve the performances of our uh, of our activities. Eh? In particular, yeah. for example, in France, in this moment, we understand that uh, some uh, uh, some uh, communication messages are very important to the French customer base, and and therefore it's not anymore a question of being capable to have a good uh, uh, you know lower funnel activity, lower funnel dam with a right uh, you know. Uh, with, with the right construction, with the right template, with the right image, with the right, uh, um, you know, um, structure. But it's a question as well of, of uh, being capable to, to, to pass the right messages for this in particular audience, which is very different, for example, for the Italian in this moment, or the Spanish one or the South American one. So it's, it's, it's a question of, again, if we look at the short term of the activities, you know, being capable to understand what is happening in our, um, you know, own touch points, in our contact center, in our, uh, in our website, and to, un- and to, you know, attribute the actions that we do in order to improve the performances of the, of the, of the activities. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, bringing in the next, uh, maybe the, the last topic we, we wanted to talk about, but so that's really, what you said uh, earlier on the on the data points, uh, the historical data, and, and, and the model you are doing the right now, and, and the adaptability, and, and the the fact that you are looking for pattern that you know that maybe won't be you won't be able to apply them in the future because everything is changing really fast. What you describe in marketing, same your practices, your messages, yeah, the 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 agility you describe. Um, that's really fascinating and that's the r- correct reaction uh, that's really uh, nice and uh, to, to, to be able to do that and, and, and congrats to, to uh, be able to do that but I'm also putting that in perspective of Costa Cruz that's a huge uh, company uh, uh, what, how was the, the, the journey the internal journey to uh, bring the, the, the team on board on this agility and thing is it so, so my question is is it something that's the recent change on the market and, 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 and the COVID impacted your way of working or that was something already engaged and that you, you had a benefit from this, uh, this agility that already exists? And, and, and so that will, if you can give us some, some hint onto that, that will help also people listening to us to, to understand the, the context of, uh, of uh, how Costa is working and the agility and the, and, and the, yeah, the, the digitalization, uh, digitalization that the, the, the company is really into uh, already uh, or today, but uh, what this 
engaged before or, or uh, I mean, where are you in this stage and, and, uh, and uh, how we made that uh, working? Yeah, well, I have to say that um, since uh, 2018, uh, so since, uh, well, actually before I joined the company, uh, it was very clear to the top management that uh, the digital was, uh, was, uh, was very important and, uh, you know, a big uh, transformation project uh, started already dated back um, three years ago, basically. So when, when I joined, I joined also because it was very clear that it was uh, uh, important to start already that type of, um, you know, approach. And of course, I, I contributed to this part, but it was already, to be very honest, clear at that stage uh, that uh, was uh, important to go in to go in that direction, and uh, and uh, and and well, actually, it's not the case that we started together with, with you guys from Tiny Clues uh, uh, since a few years because it was already part of the, of the, of the journey that we that we started uh, and we, that we decided uh, some 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 years ago that was crucial for us to to start uh, and have crucial the digital transformation in the you know in the overall strategy path that we wanted to to add so in this way i have to be say uh, we were uh, top management was wise enough to to start this of course uh, what happened in the last year accelerated this accelerated this pro uh, this process and uh, simply give us the confirmation of uh, good choices and uh, let us uh, put some pressure in uh, making some other decisions that uh, that we took in the last uh, in the last year in particular and among these for sure the uh, capability to let's say to adapt and to work a little bit faster on one on one way but on the other side to work better together as, as uh, big teams inside the market but also across other uh, other departments is is crucial uh, and it's crucial and it's typical somehow for the people that have grown up in a, you know in, in a digital environment but be, you know because it's part of the of a digital job that uh, you know tend you to force to think uh, in a, in a bit more short term and to you know test and learn uh, and to uh, do quickly some decision and, and quickly see the results of them so i think this is something that we are uh, keen to 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 stress a lot because we are we are forced somehow but also because we understood that uh, that uh, that is uh, that is important uh, to 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 keep to, to keep on going. So long story short, to say that the digital transformation process started already well in advance before the you know COVID crisis, and uh, along this uh, year was uh, was helpful to have already some you know mindset already well uh, well created in and, and well placed in into the company. Okay. Okay. Yeah, make, it makes sense also to see the how fast you were to react. Uh, everything you made. That's having that practice already in mind. I say that's the, the supported by the, the the top management, initiated by the top management years ago. Definitely helped to uh, to to better react to this kind of uh, of um, crisis and 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 adapt to the, the new way of doing maybe communication, marketing, yep. uh, reading the data, all of that. Um, that doesn't prevent 
if that's not started and you are listening to us and that's not totally started, that doesn't prevent you to start right now because there is uh, no better time than starting. Uh, you need to start. You, that's, uh, it's better to start right now that's uh, waiting uh, for, for years because what we are convinced, I think that uh, we, when we discussed uh, together before that it won't really come back to the old way of doing marketing and, and that's uh, something changed in a way uh, for forever in the for, for the digitalization the, the way the consumer are, are expecting brand to communicate with them to to provide the experience so all of that that crisis accelerated this uh, this uh, pattern and, and, and this uh, expectation from from consumer and um, and sooner or later uh, you need to adapt and that's really uh, really uh, nice to see uh, the job you, you are doing with your teams, the job every team at Costa are doing, because uh, I mean, as you said, that's uh, the, the management of the ship, the, the uh, being sure that uh, people are able to reach the port uh, and the, 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 the departure allocation. There are a lot of, of different works, and that's really uh, interesting. Um, that's a good note to, uh, to end our episode today. Uh, we are really Happy to have you. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Yes. Again. Let me let me just add one point because I think yeah. it's important. Sure. Uh, I think another important thing that uh, is important to realize uh, and uh, and was uh, I think is is clear to every industry in this moment is that uh, the consumers and the clients, the customers are the most important or one of the most important assets. Without them, nothing is, is possible. Of course, nothing is, is not possible to have a, a good product, to reshape a product, to have a talent uh, in the teams that, that work in any kind of departments. So I think the, the most important lesson is this one, that we need to start uh, uh, rethinking all the type of uh, you know, business activity from, from the consumers. Because when we have very clear what are their needs, it's, it's, uh, it's, everything is, is more fluid. Everything is more fluid in the way that we reshape the product, even if it's a complex product as we, are, we have, but also any kind of, of product. So it's very important to understand what the customers, how important they are. And uh, I have to say that um, in this moment as well, and for us in particular, uh, we, we, we saw a lot of passion for, uh, from the clients from our products because the people that have experienced one that are, uh, you know, uh, willing to do cruises because they, they like the cruise, uh, but also they like the Costa are uh, one of the most uh, important assets. And, uh, and uh, personally, I have to thank all of them that still uh, want to travel and put a lot of, uh, you know, uh, passion and, and pressure on us into restart as, uh, uh, all, the, all, the, all our ships as soon as possible. And uh, because they want, they love our product, they love, they love our brand. And this is one of the most important assets. And we need to be capable to understand uh, uh, what they want, how much they like us, and what we can do to uh, come back, uh, I would say, stronger than before uh, as soon as possible. That's a perfect note to, uh, to end the episode. Um, uh, thank, thank you again. I really, uh, really appreciate it. Uh your time and, and, and uh, everything you shared and um, thank you thanks to you I follow I follow your uh, your webcast and uh, it's interesting to listen to other colleagues what is their point of view and so thank you for arranging this interesting uh, uh, calls and videos 
for sure. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to our latest episode. If you enjoyed this week's topic, and we hope you did, let us know by leaving a five-star rating on Apple Podcast, and don't forget to share it with your network. See you all next week.